Youngstown, Ohio. What's cracking? Hey, yo. Making it big. Making it big. Dream of living wealthy and making it big. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And we got Money Mike Russin in the house. What's up, Russ? What's up, Coach? Oh, man. Glad to have you back on the Grindcast with the new studio. What do you think? This Versus is, the last one. We had like a picnic table. This and is dope. This is insane. Two pieces of bread. <laughs> <laughs> now, look. You like it? Oh, I love it. All right. This is crazy. I feel like I'm in a broadcasting studio right now. You are. We about to broadcast this out to the world, baby. So let's let's uh let's let's start out talking about how important you think it is. You know, I've I've you've overcome a lot of adversity. And to us it can get old, the conversation. Right. But to the right person, this is brand new and, and they need to hear about it. Uh when I look at you, one of the reasons why I trust you in future business moves is because I've watched you overcome adversity. It's very difficult for me to trust a person that I haven't watched go through some stuff and persevere because I don't know what will happen if there's a little bit of chaos or turbulence. And the one thing that I've seen uh, in business or life period, if you're going to level up a couple levels, there's always a little bit of turbulence, just like a plane, Mm -hmm. you know, just there's a, and, and I don't want to be riding with somebody that's controlling the plane you know, maybe we can ride on the plane, but I don't want to be rolling with somebody that's controlling some of the plane if they can't make it through some some turbulence. And uh, we've watched you overcome some 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 turbulence. And so why don't you start out and talk to us about, you know, some of the turbulence, some of the obstacles, some mm-hmm. of the things that you've went through adversities, how you've overcome it, what it looks like, you know, right now. And how young folks can learn from those mistakes to prevent those mistakes uh, also, you know, because some of them, you know, we probably look at now and say these were preventable. Right. You know, these these mistakes. So why don't why don't you go through, you know, the obstacles and adversities and then where you're at now? Right. So the first one that sticks out to me is definitely school was getting was getting kicked out of school. You know, that that was tough for me. I was the first person. Yeah, yeah, college. I was the first person in my family to uh, actually go to college. And that was that was a big deal. Allegheny. Yes, Allegheny College. Um, And I made made some mistakes, made some poor decisions. And uh, they asked me to uh, not come back, you know, halfway through my seat. So I'm, I'm one semester away from getting my degree. And they asked me to not come back. And uh you know that was that was tough. You know, thinking in, in in retrospect about that, being the first person to go to school, and here I am setting an example for my little brother, my little sister, other people in the family, and I get kicked out. So that's when I found AIL. And you know, instead of getting down, and and you know, when I look back on that experience, I remember, man, all- I was giving you more credit. I, I thought you dropped out and saw the vision. <laughs> you got kicked out. <laughs> I, got, yeah, I had no other choice. <laughs> I don't tell people. Uh, I don't tell people the real st- story too much. But now I'm, I'm I'm in a place where I feel comfortable sharing it. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm in a place where I feel comfortable sharing it. So, uh, um, but you know, one of the things that stands out to me in talking about dealing with adversity is I look back and I can remember I was born like a baby in my mom's arms, like a like a little kid. The next day, I woke up. 
I went for a run and I started blasting my resume online. You know, I said, screw this. I could sit around one day, one day, 12 hours, maybe I, I 12 hours. Um, and the next day I said, instead of just sitting around and feeling bad for myself and crying and trying to get it, you know, I'm like, screw them. I wanted to call the Dean and beg them. I'm like, screw them. So I put my resume online. A couple places called me AIL being one of them. We went over last time how I started, but I started with AIL and then, you know, right out of the gate with AIL, I, I hit a bunch of adversity. Um, I personally recruited a lot of people from my hometown. Um, I lost a lot of them. Um, a lot of people that started with me aren't here anymore. You know, just two of them that stick out uh, from like day one, Ray Salmon and, and uh, Jeremiah Russ and my little brother. Still here. Still here. Still here after six years. I mean, there's others that we found along the way that have been here three, four, five years, but yep. those were those were the two with me at the beginning. And then, uh, you know, we hit some adversity in business and, uh, you know, where retention dropped, wasn't making money. We were just talking about this the other day. I can remember Travis, my, my dog, runs King of Prussia in Erie, driving seven hours back and forth, running both offices. You know, him and I sitting when, it, we, when we were just in Erie, sitting there like almost in tears, like we can't even pay our bills. How are we supposed to run a business, right? Yeah. So I think the important lesson about that is when we were going through all that adversity to where we couldn't even pay our own car notes, you know, mine got repoed. I was behind rent three or four months. Behind closed doors, we were busted up. We were broken, but we were able to, you know, wipe our eyes, get excited, go out and run team meetings, go out and run workshops, go out and run agency meetings and get people fired up and get people excited and get people bought into the vision. So another important lesson, so lesson number one from getting kicked out of college is respond to adversity quick. Strike back quick, yeah. quick, fast. Don't spend too much time Sulking. Yeah, feeling bad for yourself. Ain't going to solve shit sitting around crying. The second lesson is, especially if you're in leadership, you know, you need to learn, even though it still hurts, like you're still in pain, you need to learn how to put on the right face and act the right way for the people that look up to you in business, in life, or in sports. Like if I'm the captain of my football team and I get an F on a test, I can't go to practice crying and bitching and moaning and complaining. People are looking up to you. People are looking you up to, to elevate you. them. Exactly. So learning how to elevate yourself. Um, and there's been a, a whole lot of other adversities, you know, coming to Pittsburgh the first time we failed in Pittsburgh because I wasn't I wasn't a good delegator. I was doing everything my, myself in Erie. So when I came to Pittsburgh, Erie fell apart, had to go back, rebuild, built it up to one of the other top satellite offices in our agency, moved back to Pittsburgh and we blew up from there. You know, and another little bit of adversity recently that just happened was, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, overdosed and uh you know his funerals today and this was just a couple days ago at our leadership development school and i wanted to set you know and i don't want to knock anybody else and how they deal with grief or adversity at all that's that's not the point of this but i i took took same thing as getting kicked out of college i took some time i stepped out of school you took me for some ice cream. You said you can't feel bad if you got some ice cream in you, right? We went, we got ice cream. We came back into LDS. We rocked LDS next day, executive council, came back from executive council, hopped right in the phone session with the team, pumping people up, meeting with Pipeline, getting pizza for everybody. Today, doing the podcast funeral tonight, and then tomorrow I'm going out and I'm hitting the field. So, you know, learning how to, I think the biggest lessons in dealing with adversity, man, it, it, is 
have a have a quick turnaround. I'm not saying don't process the grief. I'm not saying don't push emotions down, deal with them, process them, but act quickly, respond quickly, and make sure that the people that are looking up to you because I've seen how you've dealt with adversity, and that's when, when I texted you all the things that were that I was doing. I wasn't doing it to build myself up. I was saying thank you for setting the example for us on how to deal with adversity, push through, and keep going. So there's there's a lot of lessons to be learned. But when you look back at the career, not being able to pay bills to, you know, now being able blessed to 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 drive a Maserati and put a big ass rock on Geneva's finger and you know looking at, looking at houses and stuff like that. It's it's cool. And so, how old is Geneva? She's twenty. She's three years younger than me. Twenty four. Twenty four years old. Yeah. She's driving in Maseratis and rocking uh, the spikes on her shoes. Yeah, she got you the know, lubes. She got all kinds of Louboutins. She's she's a big old rock on her finger. You know she's doing all right. Right. And uh and and I told her the other day. You know she bet on you, and she she was able to stay down and 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 stay strong with her bet even when 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 you were down. Right. And that's a, a great thing to see and uh, more exciting to, to know that you guys are getting ready to enjoy a, a, an unbelievable life together. Right. You know, you made 50 G's last month. And you know, I don't know if you've worked it out yet, but, you know, September and October, um, you know, if we do what I think we're going to do, do you, do you have any idea what you're going to make those months? Total between yeah. the two months? Total months. Probably worst case. Hundred fifty thousand. That's what I yeah. Hundred fifty thousand. Hundred fifty thousand over two months. Yeah. Over a sixty day period. Yeah. Plus renewals. Yeah. And and at twenty seven. And those just pop too. Yeah. So that's 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 eighty grand, seventy five thousand a month for the listener. You know, if you do that for twelve months, you know, you're you're talking about damn near a million dollars at twenty seven years old. But how many people would have made it through that? adversity mm-hmm. you know out of a hundred people to go through the same adversity there's maybe one that'll 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 go through that uh so i want to commend you you know on that and and, uh, and stuff um what what have you learned in your ability now to develop people you know i think you've developed a lot of people um how would you suggest to others uh how to develop you know others and get them ready for the next level mm-hmm. and uh and talk to us about building relationships because think everybody knows you know the the badgers have uh you know and the badgers you know we call it the 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 money badgers <laughs> that's russin's group so th- they got one of the best cultures you know in the company uh h- how do you build a culture how do you build relationships and uh and stuff like that so starting with developing other people and getting them to the next level these are probably my favorite topics to talk about um, you know, developing other people, uh, I think it start, first starts with, with yourself. So like I was saying before, yeah. how you, how I've seen you handle the adversity, deaths, adversity in business and just come back better, stronger, faster, and, and just more zoned in because of it, that taught me how to handle it, you know? So I think number one is modeling the way for your people and showing your people what you want to see in them. You know, because there's 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 bosses. You see the meme all the time. There's bosses and then there's there's leaders and the bosses in the back telling people to go forward and the leaders actually out front doing it themselves. So I feel like if you want to properly develop other people, you have to show them the way. Number one, model the way for them. uh, Number one. Uh, Number two is I think this is so critical. And I know this is important to you as well is one on one development time. 
where you schedule into your schedule and sit down with people, whether it's one-on-one or small groups, and develop them. So if you want to develop a leader, teaching them Maxwell, teaching them the five levels, the 21 laws, uh, reading books together and, and analyzing books together and, and talking about how it applies to business, um, having them sit down. So like, let's say we got to have a difficult conversation with one of our employees sitting down with the future leader in the room and saying, hey, watch me have this conversation with this person. And then next time you're going to have the conversation with this person and I'm going to critique you on how you handled it and how and, and what we could do to get better. So I think number one, modeling the way, uh, number two, one on one development time. And then number three is you got to learn how to let go. And this is where I failed in Erie the first time was I was not a good delegator. I I could do everything better than everybody else, but that meant. I had to do everything. Right. I'm doing right. the first, the thirds, the group, the this, the that, and running all the meetings and shit. So what happens is is it completely stunts your growth because the whole organization, the failure of the organization is completely dependent on your performance as a leader. So with me, I think true leadership is, you know, how you perform, how your team performs in crunch time, but also how your team performs when you're not there. So if we take you out of the equation, how does your team perform? I know you take me out of the equation, my team's going to grow because they've been delegated to, they've been duplicated into. So you got to learn how to give up a little bit of control. And a lot they, of it, how much, how much of that, not for you, but for others, how much of that do you think is, is ego uh, that people wish – you know, they don't want the team to do better if you pull them out, you know what I mean, of that office or of that situation. That's so hard for me to relate to. Because um, you don't think that way. I don't, I, I've never, ever. But I would say that with the vast majority of if, the people. It, let, let's say others that you've seen have a hard time developing or delegating to people. What would be their top two or three reasons why? I got the two of them right off. Number one would be the ego. And then number two is the fear. The fear of... They're not gonna do it right. As they're not gonna do it right, you know. And the dis and, and the discomfort of having to sit there and watch somebody butcher something that you could do with your eyes closed and your arms tied behind your back, and just watching them obliterate it in front of your face, and then being able to having to go afterwards and say you did this and this and this really well, but we got to work on these four or five things. So I think ego number one is pe they're, they don't want their people to be better than them. Yeah. Because they're afraid they'll promote people, they'll promote themselves out of their own position, which is what you should want, but they're afraid that they're going to get passed up. Dude, if you're going to get passed up, you're just not working. You know what I mean? Like, Amen. You're just not working. I, I, we got this girl, Amen. Renee, who you met at the gym. You knew she was a stud right off rip. Yep. She has challenged me to work harder because her, her results between her personal recruiting and her uh, business right people. now is challenging I me to, I told her the other like day. That. Yeah. I told her the other day, I'm like, you're challenging me to work harder because I'm seeing what you're accomplishing in the business, you know? So, um, I think the ego for sure. And then, like I said, the fear, you know, the fear of if I, if I delegate out too much, I mean, you got to be smart with your delegation. Don't be lazy and just give shit to everybody and not work. Um, but I think it's the fear of your people won't, won't, won't perform well. Right. Yeah. Right. Talk to us about building culture, building culture, 
building culture and relationships. So, you know, building culture is uh, you have to identify, number one, what do you want in your culture? It's like building a vision. You have to know where you're going, why you want to be there, why it's important to everybody. It's the same thing with culture. I think that a lot of people don't know what they want their culture to look like. So they have no culture. You have to have a clear picture in your mind of what you want your culture to look like. I know what I wanted my culture to look like. I wanted it to be young. And when I say young, I don't mean, I don't mean age. I mean in spirit. You know what I mean? I wanted it to be young in spirit to where we have fun, where it's energetic. Um, and I think most importantly, I wanted loyalty. You know what I mean? I wanted to have a family to where it's not just business. Like we're a family. Like something happens in one of our people's lives, everybody's there. Like they, they swarm to the ball with that. You know, if somebody has a, uh, an adversity in their life or a breakup. So that's or, something you teach? Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah. again, modeling the way, you know, my people know if anything ever happens to them personally, professionally, I'm going to be the first one there for you. No and what I saw happening is that started being duplicated into the leaders directly underneath me, and then they duplicated that into their people, and now the whole team is anytime something goes wrong, they're all over it. So high energy, which, again, you model yourself, um, you know, enthusiasm, you model yourself, and then, you know, it, it's funny. Somebody said to me from another agency, and I didn't take this as an insult. I thought that this was a compliment. You know, they said they were looking at my team and they were like, uh, man, you guys are like so goofy. you like not like misfits, but like you guys are a little bit different than everybody else. I love that because to me, it causes people to play with a chip on their shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I always wanted to be a little bit different than everybody else. I never wanted to 100% fit the mold of what it should act, talk, walk, and sound like. And I think that that's how our people are. Like attracts like, and everybody knows that we're goofy because I'm goofy. So I attract goofy people. They attract more goofy people. But that causes you to play with a chip on your shoulder because it's almost like you know, you look at this team over here and they all look like animals, but we're freaking tripling you up every single month. You know what I mean? Because because you use that to motivate people to take their game to the next level. So yep. unique. I, I want our culture to be unique, to be different. I think one of the things, you know, a couple things that stick out to me about you um, is loyalty. You know, you model loyalty yourself, you know, so when you, you brought up loyalty, you know, that was one of the things on my mind anyway, you know, to talk about in, in coachability. So I think two things that, that is not, that's rare. You know, I have the shirts that say loyalty is right. rare, right? So, you know, I, it's rare where I've had an opportunity to see the level of loyalty because we, we win a lot. You know, right. we, we, we grow a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't look forward to the moments of, of when we're going to have adversity, but I prepare for those things and out of those things allows us to see who is loyal and who is not, right. you know, it's just like, you know, you probably didn't hope and pray to have the adversity that you had in business, but out of that, we knew Geneva's down. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when we had some adversity, we had, um, other company, you know, years ago, uh, trying to, you know, do everything in their power to take us out, you know, for no reason. And, uh, you know, I, I even remember years, even before that, I remember somebody posted something like, uh, London bridge is falling down. You know, I, I'll never, rem I'll never forget <laughs> the, the thought that went on in my head thinking like, do you have any idea of who you're typing that about? Right. Like, 
we don't fall down mm -mm. you know what i mean we blow up from right. stuff like this and and it's not it's giving glory to god in the relationship that that we have with god not a personal uh thing but because of of the relationship with god having the confidence of knowing that there will be nothing no weapon you know formed against us that'll prosper everything is going to be done to elevate us and uh during that period you know we had some people jump off the ship mm -hmm. and when they jumped off the ship i don't see any of them steering any ships or yachts right nope. now but what i do see is the ones that stayed down and you being number one that sticks out in my mind because when that moment hit you weren't at the peak of your career you know, like you're at, right? Oh, this we isn't the peak of That's your career. We were in it. This isn't the peak of your career, but but right now it's like you're on the you're on the upswing. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You're you're rocking right now. And I think it's gonna be a continuous trend. But at the moment, you know, you weren't at your highlight of your career. Mm -hmm. Would have been an easy target. And all I saw out of you was immediate, just straight loyalty. Like no questions asked. Okay, enemies firing at us. Uh, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. You know what I mean? I right. got your back. It don't matter what's going on. Like, this is who I'm rocking with. This is who we're rolling with. It's not even an option. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to say thank you, you know, for, uh, for, for your loyalty. And uh, that loyalty, you know, is something that I think is, is so rare, you know, nowadays that, you know, good things come to people that are, are loyal, mm -hmm. you know, like that. So uh, how important do you think you know, loyalty is in business and, uh, you know, how do you find out when people are loyal? How do you instill loyalty into, uh, into a team? Loyalty. I agree with you a thousand percent is probably the most important thing to me because like you said before, I haven't seen a single disloyal person jump ship and rocket anywhere else. Not one ever. And I got to restrain my spirit because I am so loyal that there are certain things like almost like a warning, like bring it. Like if that ever happens again, watch us double, triple, quadruple. Yeah. It only makes no. us better. No. Only makes us happened. better. Like we just blew up. blew up. Like bring it. Thank you know what I'm saying? I'm all, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Like, thank you for that. By the way, we appreciate you. But what I want to, <laughs> what I want to talk about with, with loyalty is, um, I think to get it, you gotta, you gotta give it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and as the leader, I think that we expect immediately our people to be loyal to us first. I think it's the other way around. Amen. I think that we have to, to show to we have to show no loyalty to our people first. And that's why I was always loyal, you know, to you a lot of different reasons. But, you know, I remember when I first reached out to you on Facebook when I was barely an essay, you helped me. You I wasn't doing shit. You know what I'm saying? But you helped me. You reached it. You took time out of your, and, and you've done that many, many times in, in, in increasing capacities. So, you know, I think that, again, to get the loyalty, you got to give the loyalty to your people first before you can expect it. You know? I'm laughing at <laughs> yeah, you. I know. I know you are. You loyal to that chess hair. I know that. Bro. You got some <laughs> chess hair, bro. I see you. You all grown man with that beard and that chess hair. That's but, why I was smirking at you. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you definitely got to give it to get it. And then what you'll find is, is you know, people are, they got to be loyal to more than just a person. You know, I like to think of our, our, our culture and our, vi like our, our 
we've created an entity to where there's loyalty. Like a Arius agencies, is it's an entity. It's not just one or two or three or four or five people. I think if it was that way, we wouldn't be going to where we're going. You know what I'm saying? In, in, on our team, we've created this entity to where it's like, yeah, they're loyal to me. They're loyal to Travis and Sam, the other MG, MGAs, Christy and all that, but they're loyal to the, to the vision too. And I think that people, number one, have to receive loyalty from you. They'll give it back to you, but they also have to understand that at some point that that loyalty, Pays there's going to be a payoff. Yeah. You know, so painting that vision and creating that, listen, stick it out. No matter, I was posting in our group me this morning, some of the income and I posted their income numbers. And then right next to that, I posted three or four trials and tribulations they had been through in this business. Oh, wow. So you look at Kelly Hoffman, who's a girl, she's a GA here in, in Pittsburgh, Peace. you know, on a half week at LDS half the week made $3,500. And I said, what people don't see is a year ago without she couldn't working. even yes without working at LDS hanging out having drinks listening to speakers taking notes thirty five hundred bucks for one week twenty twenty five twenty six year old girl what they don't see is a year ago she couldn't pay for groceries you know Aaron Ostrider same thing half a week of work made make three grand uh, what they don't see is a year ago he drove all the way from California on a on a whim. To follow Sam Boyle and the leadership here, yeah, um, you know, uh, Travis. Car I could go on. Carrie maxing out her credit cards two years ago. Drives a Lexus now. Made four grand last week. You know, so it's it's loyalty not only to the leader, but it's loyalty to the vision. And if the people, the reason why I bring up all their stories is every leader in our deal has been through so much adversity, so much adversity. You know, Sam Boyle was sleeping on my futon a year ago, two hours away, seeing his wife once a month. Some people don't see their wife for three days and their relationship oh, falls apart. yeah. You know, he that's was seeing a her once a month. That's a testimony to his wife, who's the shit. She, Grace is a beast. She is Grace the shit. is an animal, loyal dog. And you know One what's funny? Favorites. When you look at the people and you look at the leaders and you look at their spouses, their spouses are just as down to ride too. It Amen. infects not only the business, hand in hand, but everybody's personal lives too. So I think that... Uh, Having a vision that can bind everybody together, um, and and everybody. How important do you think that it is to have a, a a supportive spouse, and how do you think that could affect things in 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 business? So supportive, uh, or so important rather to have a supportive spouse. I mean, I think that's like that's your life partner. You know what I mean? And 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 I've seen how a lack of support from a spouse can destroy careers. careers. You know. I mean, destroy them. Some destroy. of the most talented people getting taken out of the game because the, the, their spouse isn't on board. And it's easy to just blame it on the spouse. Like, oh, the husband's a, a jerk or the wife, you know, she's terrible. She's always on his bed. What are you doing as the, as the spouse? Like, if you're in business and, and your wife or husband isn't on board, instead of just blaming it all on them, you got to ask yourself, why is that? And I think that the same way that vision and loyalty is important in business, I think that it's equally as important in a, in a relationship. Because when Geneva first met me, I was still in the money, right? Then everything went wrong to the point where we're negative in the bank accounts. We can't even buy groceries. You know what I'm saying? Like Sundays, like we, we weren't eating because we didn't get paid till Monday. I think that 
it's number one, it's loyalty uh, is part of her nature. But number two, she understood the vision and she was bought in into the vision and I had shown her loyalty and she gave it back to me. So the same things that we just talked about, about having loyalty and vision in business, I think are equally as important in a relationship. Uh. They gotta wow. know what. Why are you going? Spouse every gotta weekend? see the vision. Yeah, they gotta understand. They why. gotta understand. Yeah, you know what's in else? it for them. Exactly. What's in it for the family? Exactly. No doubt. You know. And if you can't sell your spouse, you ain't gonna be able to sell the vision to a team of a hundred people. No way. And their spouses. No way. So that's the first sale that that, that I think a person needs to make. Yeah. I, I woke up this morning and and uh, you know we were we had leadership school, we had executive council, two executive councils. Yeah. And and then got home, went right back to work. I spent a couple hours, you know, with with the kids who uh, who who I missed. Uh, went to gymnastics with them, hung out with them, played with them for a little bit, and uh, I was gassed. You know, I was feeling a little bit under under the weather for the last week, and uh, you know, I went up to sleep at eight o'clock and uh, hit the sack because I knew I had to get up at five today. And um, Natalie came up and she was tired and uh, gave both kids baths you know, took care of both. I mean, I don't even remember what happened. I remember she was giving them a bath and then I woke up this morning when my alarm clock went off. Right. And uh, I shot her a text, you know, thanking her for doing that. Right. You know, I don't know if, if spouses are, are appreciative sometimes to take time and stop and, and say thank you for mm -hmm. what this person does that you don't understand. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes we can get caught up and I've been a victim of this you know, in the past, I, you know, I was raised in an environment where it was more, uh, you know, nobody was married. Uh, you know, not a lot of people in my area were married or stayed married. Um, very, very male dominated uh, society, you know, where I, the, the, where I was at. You know what I mean? Especially in the streets. Right. You know, it was like, you know, we ain't even going to go there. But so it was hard you know, for me to grasp and, and I had to learn from other men um, on, on how, real men, you know, how right. to do this, which is what I, I try my best to model for people, not just a business person, but how to how to roll in life as an imperfect person, but just how to rock as a husband and, uh, and a father. And it don't mean that you got to be a bitch, you know, right. to, to, to do it. And, um, you know, just having an attitude of, of, of gratitude, understanding that without her doing that, I would not be rested today. Right. You know, if, if she didn't, if I had to come home and she's like, listen, bro, you've been gone all freaking week. Now it's your ass is tired, and... dog. You give some baths. You handle this stuff. Right. And I, I would have understood it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel you. Right. But she didn't do that. Right. And I woke up shot out of a cannon, you know, this morning. And maybe it... Maybe it decreases the the length of sickness and illness. Maybe it 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 gave me more energy today to serve others and right. to do what we're doing right now, which over time will elevate not only our family but other people's you know families right. and situation. All because of that woman's sacrifice. And uh, you know, so I, I just like to you know to to shout out the the supportive. You know, a lot of times we we people talk about the unsupportive side that it drains out and drowns out the the graces right you know what i mean and and the and the nats and the tylers and the courtneys and the you know the the yeah. people the the jess you know the the people that are supporting us in this deal and that have supported people in the deal you know we had a podcast recently with um you know with with some fighters here and you know they're talking about man we we started five o'clock in the morning and you know we're going till nine o'clock at night 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it don't matter what it is that you're trying to be a champion at. If you want to wear the belt, understand that it ain't just uh, that company. I don't care if it's our. I'm talking about. I don't care where you're at right now. Listening to this, it ain't that company. It ain't just that situation. Like if you have a vision to to be the champ, to be the 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 one, the number one, to be at the top. Understand your grind is going to have to be different than everybody else's grind. You're, you're, it's not going to be a nine to five immediately. Now we can do some things if we choose to and go to Napa Prime and right. have some have some glasses of wine and be it be it uh you know happy hour and happy as hell at happy hour right. you know what I mean right. and and, and uh, everybody knows you shaking hands like it's cheers you know what I mean but the price ain't cheers you know nah. what I'm saying that the price is five star nah. and 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 we're there multiple that, that times times a, a week and that only happens from. From a grind, from a supportive spouse, from putting in the hours and and stuff like that. What do you think that it takes to build a business uh, the way that it needs to be built? And we're always in a building, you know, right. phase. But things things change. Um, what do you think it takes from an hours standpoint? You know, if somebody would say, "Well, Mike, you know, tell me how many hours you know it's going to take me." Uh, a week to build something, you know, special. What does that look like? But then also, what has the return been for you? Right. What does it look like? Was it all worth it? You know, I tell people all the time, like, man, I look at my first couple years, what I did, it was crazy. Right. You know, it was crazy. People, people have, they still tell stories about it. You know, right. me falling asleep in my car and drive in the parking lot. And, you know, I would go back and do it all again. Right. Especially now, then, I had no idea. I, I thought I knew. I had a vision, but I didn't know what it tasted like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now I know what it tastes like. If I, I would do it again in a heartbeat, if I, right. if, I, if, if, I, if I had to. Right. I don't feel like there was mistakes in the grind. Right. I would regrind again. Yeah. You know what I mean? To have what we have right now. Um, talk to us about what you think it takes from a, how important to sacrifice. What do people need to sacrifice that whole process and what's the payoff? Okay, love this. And real quick, before I jump into that, I want to touch on something that I noticed and learned from you and that I noticed and I learned from the people with the best relate because I think this is so important. I can't, we can't, yeah. I got to get this out. If you got to, back to the spouses real quick before I jump into that, if you have to lose time with, I, what you sent her a text this morning, whatever area you're lacking in, in terms of the grind, like, so if you're grinding 100 hours a week, which means that you can't spend that time with your spouse, you need to overcompensate in other areas. Do something creative. This is what I tell my people. If you've never sent flowers before, send flowers. Leave a note when you when you wake up early. Leave her a note. Shoot her a text. Overcompensate. If you right. take her to dinner, put your phone down and don't be on Facebook while you're supposed to be spending time together. Overcompensate in other areas to make up, but anyways, to answer your question, I thought that that was so important. That's that's a huge lesson for people to learn. Um, but in terms of what does it take to build a business, and what level of sacrifice does it take? My answer to that question would be everything. Everything you got to sacrifice in terms of time. I don't know. I never counted hours Same. because. Same. Because to me, it's not it's not the hours you work; it's what you put into the hours. Amen. But I could talk about same thing. You sleeping in a parking lot. I remember, I remember running a point. This is one of my favorite stories to tell. <laughs> I was driving a 2001 Buick Lesabre, and I was running appointments one night, 
and it was my first week released, and I was at like five thousand. So I knew I had a two thousand twenty five hundred dollar paycheck coming, yep. but I hadn't been paid yet. So uh, I was out of gas, and I was driving an hour and a half every single day back and forth to the office. So I was the first one to the office, driving an hour and a half. People fifteen minutes away I'm making a note yep, on this. People fifteen minutes away were coming in after me. So I had an hour and a half drive back. It was it, there was a blizzard out, and I was almost out of gas. So I pulled into the Best Fitness parking lot in Erie, about five minutes from the office, and I had less than a less than a quarter of a quarter of a tank. And I fell asleep in the back of my car, and I used my gym bag and my pea coat to sleep inside of. And what I would do is, when the car got too cold, I'd wake up because I'd be freezing my ass off, and I'd turn the car back on, let it heat back up, turn it back off, so I didn't run out of gas. Woke up in the morning, went to the gym, showered, had to sneak into Best Fitness because I didn't have a membership there yet. Snuck into Best Fitness, took a shower, first one in the office the next day. So sacrificing, that's, that's, an, extreme, that's an extreme example. I'm yeah. not telling you you're going to have to freeze to death in the back of a Buick in Erie, Pennsylvania, but there's going to be sacrifices, sacrificed relationships, friends that couldn't understand. I, my girlfriend at the time, we were together five or six years. She didn't understand the grind, so I had to think about my future family, what I wanted out of life, it wasn't compatible at the time. Had to sacrifice that That's relationship. Huge. Most people can't do that. Had to sacrifice that relationship. Had to sacrifice friendships. Had to say, hey, Mike, we're going out Friday night. My ass got to be up at 5 o'clock Saturday morning. My territory is two hours to get two hours away. I got to remember Ray Salmon and I driving to freaking Ohio, Menor, Ohio, to run appointments on Sundays. He's spending time away from his wife and his kids and his family. And so the hours in the relationships, the relationships that are worth it will stick it out. Amen. But the, the hours in the relationships you'll sacrifice, the free time you'll sacrifice, the comfort of sitting on your couch you'll sacrifice. But what happens is, is you get it all back. And I think what's so funny is people think like now, like you can, you, you can, I can work less now. You can work less now, but we don't. And I think the reason is the results become addicting and the grind becomes fun. Amen. It becomes fun. Amen. So at the beginning you're suffering and you're like, dude, there's no end in sight. Like like I'm, I'm working. I'm up at five. I'm not going to bed until eleven or twelve. And understand if you're doing it right, the the work that you put in isn't always going to balance out and correlate to immediate right. pay or immediate gratification. Right, right now it right. may be a, you know, I feel like I'm putting in work that you know I should be making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. The amount of work that I'm putting in right now. Right. Just like a fighter, just like somebody else, like they, they may be putting in a ton of work right now in the gym all day, but that don't mean that they're necessarily getting that prize fight right now where they're getting tons of money. Right. They end up getting tons of money if they make it to that point because they grind it at this point probably harder or as hard as they're grinding at this point. That's yep. just gratification and encourages them to keep on grinding, but they only got the prize payoff because they were grinding for free. And there's, and there's what's great is that I almost think about that time and effort and energy that you're putting in where you're not seeing an immediate payout. There's interest building on that too. You get it all back. You get it all back and then some. All that and time. the interest rate is high as all shit. All that time and money. But the flip side is the time that you take off and the time that you don't sacrifice 
there's interest on that too, and it's negative like a loan. And you end up paying up more later to whereas if people just understood, if you don't see results, you're one, two, three, four, or five. In year six and seven, you're going to live a life that you couldn't even in your wildest dreams even begin to imagine and fathom. I mean... The other day, I'm driving in my car, and by no means have we arrived, and by no means is this is just the beginning. But I was thinking, like, I can't believe life right now. Can't believe it. So thankful, so grateful, and it every ounce of it, every every minute of pain, every every sacrifice, every hour, every minute, every relationship, every adversity. I, like you said before, I'd do it I'd do it three more times. I'd do it again. Company, for some crazy reason, life insurance is illegal tomorrow, all this other, but who knows what happens, another world war, I don't, I'd rebuild it again. I'd do it again and again and again and again and again because the reward is so much more gratifying, so much Amen. more gratifying than the pain was and the sacrifice was. Amen. So what, what would you tell people out there that are in that grind phase, in that focus phase where their payoff isn't here right now yet they're either going through some adversities or they're they're going through the grind the sacrifices but it's not here for them yet what what encouragement could you give those people if they're not already encouraged which i'm sure they are what, what encouragement would you give those people just keep going just you know it's gonna pay off number one i promise you it's gonna pay off there's no whether you believe in god or karma, or any doesn't matter what you believe in. Whatever you put in, you're going to get back out at Amen. some point. And it's like you know, we it's like the story of the bamboo tree and just any tree, dude. I can't plant an acorn out back and go out and say, even six months later, where's my giant ass tree? It takes time, yep. you know. Yep. But one acorn, think about how many acorns fall off one tree. You know what I'm saying? No so you got to wait for that and understand that the returns and that's building interest. You're going to get the returns back and just. Whatever your vision has to be compelling and it has to, you got to keep it. I think where people lose focus is they start looking too much at the adversity yep. and they stop looking at their goals and their vision. And what happens is, is when you're just in your heads all in the adversity and in the pain of the process and you're not reminding yourself of why you're doing it, yes. I'm talking about not once a week, not m- once a month. I'm talking about daily you need to look at your goals and your vision so have that vision and then set benchmarks for yourself little goals that you can achieve little action items that you can achieve in the process that will provide you little spurts of encouragement to where I know I'm not where I need to be yet and I know this is going on but I got this this and this done this week this is the number like maybe like you know maybe you're not a 50,000 a month producer but you wrote 5,000 this week that's the first time you've written 5,000 let's go that's not where you want to be yet but if you you got to have those little goals and and like I said you got to visit revisit your vision and remind yourself of your why daily daily every day love it every day well thanks for uh Thanks for everything that you do, you know, for for the agency. You're reliable, you're trustworthy, you're dependable, and you got funny-looking eyes that make (laughs) me laugh every time I start looking at you. Uh, Russ, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Let's go.
Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try and told, told him I'm a beast, bud. <laughs>